Welcome to What They Never Told Us, the podcast where we explore our own personal journeys in the hopes to give you some insight into your own narrative. I'm your host, Sasha, licensed mental health counselor. And I'm your host, Crystal, licensed social worker. Yes, we are mental health professionals. However, we are not experts on anyone else but ourselves. You are the only expert on you. The information shared or discussed on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So this is going to be a fire episode as usual. We want to make sure that you don't miss any of our content. So make sure to follow and subscribe on your favorite platform so you get notified every time that we drop a new episode. All right. So today we will be talking about burnout. Um, But for our loyal listeners, you already know how we do. We got to do our little check-in. Sasha, what are you holding in? I don't know what I'm holding in the feeling exactly. I just feel like, like I have to do something. Like I have a lot of energy in me that like I have to, you know, take action or do something about it. Like I, I want to be like a, pro- I don't know if it's a problem solver necessarily because I don't see myself solving problems. It's almost like I've shifted to a new mindset and I'm like, okay, I got to do something now. I have to do something about it. I have to figure this out. I have to see, you know, how I'm going to implement this new mindset. And that's just me being excited. Um, so I need to calm down a little bit because I have time. <laughs> what about you? What are you holding in? I've been in a very strange place of transition. Um, and nothing like crazy, like it's not like huge transitions, but I think like things are changing, things are shifting, like in terms of my life, like I'm finally like back from Italy, starting to feel settled in a routine. So just kind of like shifting into that and then just my mindset um like mentally and emotionally in terms of the healing process I feel like I I think not that I think but I I guess I expected healing to feel very much like I'm healed and it's just a very neutral settled feeling and then I'm Mm -hmm. like is this numbness is this healing and my therapist is like no like you're on the path and I'm like, I don't know if I trust that. Um, and because I, I think, like, I keep expecting, like, this big, like, aha moment of, yeah, I get it now. It's different. Like, we're on the other side. And it's just a very gradual experience. So I think, like, there's just a lot of things that are transitioning and slowly changing. Like, I, I can't say that I'm 100% like good and there's no more room for growth there's a lot of room for growth still um but mm. it's just weird like how you get there I think I'm just kind of like this is a new thing that I'm experiencing and I don't know what to do with it and then I'm like I don't actually have to do anything with it I hear what you're saying and it's interesting right because you and like we, t- we talk about this a lot, this expectation of what it's going to look like when you get to a place that you say you want to be at and then what it really feels like. I think that we build stuff up in our minds and that has to do with our perspective and also what we've been through, right? Because we don't want to be where we were anymore. Like it's, it's like almost this desperate feeling of like, I got to get out, I got to get out. And then when you get out, you're like, oh, this is, so it's kind of like, you know that, sorry to get all nerdy on everybody, but you know, like Plato's cave, like the allegory of Plato's cave where, you know, he talks about the person who's been living in the cave and he's never seen the sun. He's never, he's only seen like 
rays of the sun from inside the cave. And then when he walks mm-hmm. outside the cave, it's like a whole new shift of perspective. I feel like sometimes with change, you walk outside the cave and you think like there's going to be like a huge bash or like this party. And you're like, oh, so that's what the sun looks like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and it's underwhelming. And um, But it is change at the end of the day. And I will say, we're never officially healed. And you said it. It's about continuing the work. And there's so many things. Okay, maybe you're healed in this little piece of your life. Uh-huh. But then, oh, I'm not I'm not there yet with that. So it's still affecting me in a different way. And so I, I'm not fully healed. So am I healed? Because I still got to do that other shit. So it's a very confusing mm-hmm. state. I, I know what yeah. that's like. Yeah. No, 100%. So even though what we're talking about doesn't really have to do anything with burnout, I think that uh, I'm going to get into it a little bit later with regards to the perspective and maybe why sometimes we hit burnout. Like that framework Crystal and I were just discussing can lead you to burnout. But before we get into that, uh, I just want to give a very simple definition uh, for anyone who is experiencing it and questioning it, or maybe you didn't know you were experiencing it. Um, So burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. As the stress continues, you begin to lose the interest and motivation that led you to take on a certain role in the first place. And I would say burnout in whatever area, because I think we also associate burnout very specifically with work. Um, But you can feel burnout in any area of your life. Um, Like if you're a caregiver, as a parent, burnout does decrease your motivation. It lowers your performance. It can cause negative attitudes of yourself or other people. It just saps your energy and is what really sets burnout aside from like prolonged stress and things like that, because burnout is very different from other types of feelings. So you could be particularly stressed, but it's not necessarily burnout. So we'll talk a little bit more about what burnout specifically can look like. So just like you said, in the definition, it talks about the roles that you play and like feeling overwhelmed within those roles. And like, I, you're right, our mind immediately goes to our jobs, but it can be in any role, like you said, right? So starting piece, like I really want to break this down for our listeners to, so that they can actually start feeling like they're moving forward in something in order to really understand if you're experiencing burnout or where your burnout is coming from, you have to understand your identity and what you hold value to with regards to the things that you're doing right and the roles that you play right like so I can be um I don't know a bus driver but if that's just my job and I just see it as my job and I'm I'm not really holding ties to it um with my internal self it's not going to affect me the same way that my role as a girlfriend or a mother or you know things that I actually place value onto in my life and how I perceive them it's not going to affect me The same way with regards to the value I attach to the identity. So if you really want to do some work with regards to feeling burnt out, um, start with the pieces of your identity that actually mean something to you and why they mean something to you. Uh, I do like that you brought up the pieces of like your identity because I do I was thinking about what are the cultural components of Mm. burnout and I think like obviously our environment does to a certain degree inform our identity right because it's kind of what we're surrounded by um 
on a daily basis. And I feel like in addition to your identity, understanding like your role like as, as a parent, as a, the CEO, whatever those components are, also thinking about racially and culturally, like ethnically, what your background mm-hmm. is. Because I was thinking about as POC, uh, Black people, like this need to overcompensate for who we are in the world, um, right? Because there's this like notion of we are at a deficit for the way that we look, for the way that we're treated in the world, um, and how that gets programmed into us. So we, I think that, well, I'll speak for myself, learned very early on to work on this like hustle, like we got to give everything 110%. Mm-hmm. Like I know I've heard a lot in the black community, like you give 200% to get half as much, you know, like you work twice as hard to get half as much. And how does that also play into how you take on your roles and what you think that you need to do in order to, I think succeed. feel valued, seen. Hmm? Mm. Oh, I said succeed. Yeah. Like within that particular role and how, Sometimes those things are so unconscious. Like I know for me, when I think about burnout, just like on a mental health perspective, like being a perfectionist, like I'm someone who has anxious attachment, has had issues with self-esteem, self-worth. And I think like I would try to find my value in life based off what I could produce for other people and how do Mm. they like it and how are they praising me, right? A lot of like that. I um value was mm-hmm. external, right? And I think like culturally as a Latina, just like mental health wise, like I feel like so much of who I am and what I'm worth is so externally validated and I and I think that also leads to burnout because then you're always trying to give 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 more than you can in order to just feel like you're you matter period. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I brought up like the value that you attach to that specific identity is because of the fact that let's say, you know, okay, I'm going to give an example. So for me, I went through this really um, deep identity process with regards to me being Latina and what that means culturally with regards to my mother. And, you know, you, you know, in the Latin, in the Latinx culture, you don't just kind of like leave your parents behind. That's like a very American thing to do. So it was this constant push and pull, I would say for like the latter of my 20s because of the fact that I wasn't sure why I was doing it, right? So like the value that I, I I had no value. It had no inherent value for me. It was because Mm. I felt like I was supposed to do it. Now that I'm a little older and past that, I value the relationship with my mother. So therefore I want to be there. I don't want to leave her hanging. I don't kind of want to have that distance. So I own that piece of my identity in a different way than I did when it was just kind of placed onto me. I agree. That's a great example. Yeah. And I think like to to bring up the cultural piece too, and when we think about burnout, I would say specifically in the workplace, there are so many things that people are facing in the workplace outside of work. Because I think a lot of times people feel like burnout is caused due to like excessive workloads or just working a lot. But toxic environments also lead to burnout. Um, Because if you're not working in an environment that's healthy, it doesn't matter how great the work that you're doing is. It doesn't matter how much efforts you want to put into the work that you're doing, how good it makes you feel to know that you're producing whatever it is that you are producing. If the environment itself is not 
sustainable in terms of like it being healthy. You know, we think about like microaggressions, like just stressors, um, add challenges to showing up in the workplace. A lot of us have to like code switch or hide our identity, which let me tell you, that's a job in and of itself. Having to pretend and having to like show up differently from who you are, that takes energy. Like that's energy that I feel like a lot of people don't count, right? Like it doesn't have, like it's not something that, that, that feels tangible. Can you measure it? I'm sure some scientist has measured it. I don't know. But like it doesn't feel like something that you can actually hold and measure in terms of like, especially in the workplace when it comes to output, right? Like how many mm. cases did you close? Like how much data did you put? You know, like whatever it is that you're doing. Um, but I think these are also experiences that we don't take into consideration that lead to burnout and add to that stress. I love that you said that. And I, I know we're becoming very, we're talking about the cultural piece and we are going to get into the everyday of what burnout looks like individually. But um, this semester I taught a class on, um, it was community psych, but we talked about a lot of social justice issues and how these things affect us individually. And I had one white student who, when the topic of code switching came up, white male, cisgendered, he had a moment where he really had to process. And I appreciate this on his end because on, on his end, because a lot of the times when you are in a place of privilege, you don't have to process these things, right? Like you don't have to go through this this mental work that you're referring to that just drain you. So he had a, a point where he started thinking like, well, I change my ways at work. I have to do um, certain things that aren't fully representative of who I am outside of work. So what's the difference between my code switching and a person of color's code switching? And he came to the conclusion that the difference is that no one in his external world would give him shit for it, right? Like they wouldn't judge him on it. They wouldn't, um, his job wouldn't be affected. His performance may not be affected. That would just be a part of his personality. Like, oh, he's not so formal at work, right? As opposed to a person of color, it does always feel like we're being watched, right? Like this is, there's a performative piece to it that you have to, it, it's like this unspoken rule of the job where not only do you have to do these job tasks, but you also have to play out this role in order for everybody around you to feel comfortable. And if you don't, then maybe we see you less than. So I thought that was really insightful on his end because it just shows the amount of stress and sh like stress will ultimately lead to burnout, right? Like the amount of stress that you experience when you're in these roles and environments that's a great way to look at it and i'm glad that as a person who has a lot of privilege he was able to see that um so that makes me happy gives me a little bit more hope i will say um <laughs> um and there are a lot of cultural components that lead to burnout there's a lot of different aspects of who we are as individuals the society we live in our identity as Sasha mentioned that lead to burnout but we do want to talk a little bit about what burnout actually looks like so if you're wondering what burnout actually looks like before you even get there like there are ways there are little signs that you can start to recognize like oh I'm on that path so if you start to realize that you're waking up and every day is a bad day, right? Talking about perspective and the way we frame our world. Like, you're just like, Ugh, I don't want to do this. Uh, caring about your work or home life seems like a total waste of energy. And I've been there before. It feels like, what the fuck am I doing this for? Like, that's exactly the feeling. Like, you, you're just like, what is the point of this? It's not in like, what is the point of life? But you're just like, 
you you feel like you're hitting your head against a brick wall and you're like why do I keep doing this this is this is not this is not healthy for me yeah I think for me it just feels resentful to give my energy Mm. I'm like what about me I get that yeah you're exhausted all the time because you're giving your energy all the time Mm -hmm. right Um, that's a huge sign like so I can tell you that from my experience uh, especially I feel like I go through burnout every I have cycles right so this past three four months were a little rough on me um and and I knew I was experiencing burnout but like I remember I lost the ability to feel motivated to do outside things that I wanted because I was so tired like so outside things like outside of my job or even like spending time with friends or working out has been a big thing for me like you lose parts of yourself and then logically it makes sense like well I have Saturday and Sunday to make up but it's like you just want to (laughs) sleep Yeah, it just feels like there's not enough free time to make up for the energy that you spent. Because when you're when you're on your way to burnout or when you're experiencing burnout, things that would like take I'm making this up, like two percent of your energy, all of a sudden yes. it's like forty five percent. So you're ex- you're trying to maintain your level of performance and whatever it is that you're doing. You're like, this is not that bad or this is not that big of a deal. But you don't realize that because you're on your way to burnout, because you are feeling burnt out, you're expending a lot more energy to mm-hmm. do very simple tasks. And you're not reducing the amount of tasks that you're doing. So recovery is going to take a lot longer because if you did like a high intensity workout training for two hours you know you need x amount of time for recovery right but now you're just doing like a light 30 minute cardio and it feels like a two hour like hit workout but you're still expecting to recover in the same amount of time that it took you to do that 30 minute cardio and i think that's the piece that people kind of often overlook and one of the last things that i would say is the majority of your day it feels like you're doing things that you just kind of find like mind numbing or dull or overwhelming. Right. And then to Crystal's point, like you start comparing like, what the fuck? Like, this doesn't make sense. Right. Like, and then I will add that if depending on the kind of person that you are, there's going to be a lot of self-judgment in there of why is it that something that used to, I used to go hard in the gym for two hours and I felt great afterwards. And now, yo, like now I'm a weak ass bitch. (laughs) Because I think that that's my, my inner dialogue. That's your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. I think for me, the lack of motivation, like, why am I doing this? I don't actually care. Like, you know, like, it's it's not even sometimes that the things are dumb. It's just I'm like, do I really care about this? Like, I mm-hmm. should care, but do I care? I yeah. Know, that's, that's how I experience it. You know, it's interesting because I feel like, burnout really resemble. I mean, I don't know. It resembles depression to me. Like purely, it's pure depression symptoms. And the only way you know you're actually clinically depressed is if you have these symptoms or in some in other ones too, but they're very similar, uh, six months or longer, right? It's a prolonged experience, which makes sense, right? Because that, like you think of a person who's depressed, they can't get out of bed. They, you know, the, the typical person who's depressed, they feel like nothing matters. Um, I know that it literally feels like, um, I remember from my experience, it felt like the world was gray. Like, you know how you can change mm-hmm. the color settings on the TV? My shit was gray. And I remember it gray. That's how real it was for me. Mm, yeah, no. And it does sap the joy out of everything else. I think for me, something about burnout that I hate 
Like, I understand what I hate is people really want you to self-care your way out of that shit. Like, baby, this massage, like, okay, it's going to help me feel a little bit better, but it's not going to undo all of the things that led me to burn out in the first place. And I think a lot of people are like, well, manage your time and stuff like that. And I feel like when it comes to burnout and just pop psychology, period, um, Mm. I think a lot of us focus on like little fixes to cover up the symptoms or to make the symptoms go away as opposed to addressing like the root cause. And I think that that's something about burnout that makes you almost feel like gaslit. Because you're like, but I'm doing this, but I'm doing that, but I'm taking care of myself, but I'm still trying to eat healthy. Like, why doesn't it go away? Why doesn't it make me feel better? So I also want to point that out for anyone who's experiencing burnout, who thinks they're doing like the right thing to get out of it. And it still feels like shit. (laughs) You know, I love that you say that uh, because I've been thinking a lot about this, like, and and I brought it up in... I think it was the the episode about we're still recovering from COVID or maybe the community care episode, which is all actually within the same realm of a different way of seeing things. And then, you know, also you can see burnout differently as well, right? Like, so when you think about the world we live in and you think about how burnout plays a role in that, burnout is our external and our internal world's coming together right because you're getting messages from outside and then you're internalizing them and then depending on how you're attached whatever like it's going to create a world within you where you feel obligated to do things so our environment is very stressful right and stress is going to lead to burnout an overwhelming feeling of stress especially after the experience of covid and still having to continue to experience it right it just feels very overwhelming right now So I feel like we have to recognize that because like capitalism, this individualistic approach to like do good, be, you know, like to your point of like self-care your way out of these things, it almost feels like this competition. And if you're in a race, your stress is going to be elevated. Like that's Mm -hmm. point. That's just inevitable. So we've all been conditioned in this system that we now think is normal. And because of that, we're operating to get out of our stress and out of burnout within that very system that creates the stress. So it's counterproductive, if that makes sense. So you're doing things or you think that the best way to get out of your stressful state is to self-care your way out of it in an individualistic way. And the reality is that that's just going to make you feel worse because you're not actually hitting the, 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 the diagnosis of what you're feeling. You're just kind of taking care of symptoms here and there, therefore making you feel obligated to these things. And then you grow resentment as well. So it's very, very difficult when you are in a really bad state and you're trying to do it with the same prescription within that same framework of, oh, you know, this this very like competitive, individualistic way of seeing things um, that actually got you there to begin with. So I kind of want to like zone people out, like zoom people out a little bit and help them recognize that it's this framework that is causing burnout as well. Um, And there are ways around to actually changing the perspective of that framework or placing value on things that you don't necessarily, that you didn't necessarily know you needed before, or maybe weren't conditioned. You weren't conditioned in this world to actually internalize. So that's part of that, this like two-way process that we always talk about of doing the work, right? Because it sucks, right? But it takes work in order to get to this point where you start really understanding who you are, how you function, and then you can come, I want to say combat, right? Because it does feel like a a fight. 
but then you can kind of um, go into this world that set a, that sets us up for stress and combat it in a different way without feeling like there's something wrong with you that you're not feeling fulfilled. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Because I think something that I've noticed in my healing process is there's one area of my life where I was looking, I mean, I look for external validation in many areas of my life, but there's one particular area in my life where I've done enough healing where I feel internally validated and I'm no longer seeking the validation from outside of myself. And I think that like when you're talking about that, I think it's about seeking the validation in internally of like not allowing the outside world and what they think and what they perceive to be internalized, to shape your vision of yourself, right? Like who are Mm -hmm. you actually and who do you actually want to be as opposed to who is society telling me to be and what are the ways that they're making me feel bad, not enough, not worthy, things like that. So I, it does make sense. It's like, how do you do the internal work without by blocking like understanding the messages that are coming from to you from the outside but not allowing it to like seep in in absolutely absolutely and like that's why this is bigger than your job right because you think Mm -hmm. about the habits you create in the meantime you you know a lot of people when they feel burnt out or they feel stressed what do they do you know are like from my knowledge like it's a it's a thing to go out to have a drink like oh you had a really stressful day let's go drinking and while i i love me a drink a good drink and crystal knows this i also know that if I do too much of it, then the next day my body is going to feel depleted, right? So it's counterproductive to the thing that you actually want, right? So like we have to understand how stress really functions. What is it that our mind and our body are communicating to each other that's making us feel stressed and kind of keeping us in that loop? And then we can make actual unique changes for us, the individual that are going to help us function in a better way. And guess what? You're not always going to like them. Like one Mm -hmm. thing that I haven't been able to do is go to sleep early because it's like, fuck, like one, I have an issue with that because now I'm getting older. I'm like, am I really this woman who's like going to sleep early? Like a, like an old woman, like what is happening? I used to function at seven hours. Please. 9 30, 10 o'clock. Like we getting ready. 9 30. We're brushing our teeth. Not me. I'm like, I mean, I wish I love it. I used to on my grandma's shit. I mean, when I can, I, I can't go to sleep early, but that's because my mind don't be shutting the fuck up. But like legit, I would love to be in bed by 10 every night. So would I, because I know it's good for me. But when I tell you that my value of that, like that feeling of getting older and the the actual meaning I place behind it, it fucks with me. Like, yo, if I keep trying to do this thing, that is not good for me. Right. And like, so that's, so it's, it you're fighting yourself and that's also going to take work. So yeah, like, I feel like there are certain things that it sounds all nice and dandy, right? Like, yeah, I could do that. But then you really get into the core of like why we don't do it. It has a lot to do with the meaning we place behind these actions or, you know, like maybe you want to be a part of social media for whatever reason. But then what are you going to do when you realize that social media is the thing that's actually fucking giving you anxiety and stressing you out even more on top of the shit? Like, so how do you delete it? Like, I know so many people um, who are Gen Z who like literally have a, I can see their physical reaction when I say, when I talk about deleting it or they're telling me that they haven't been on TikTok for two weeks, it's visceral. 
And I'm like, holy shit. It's what I've never seen that in my life. But like, if you know, they know this is bad for them. Right. Like there's a level of like shame and, 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 and this feet like they look like a little bit of an addict when they talk. Um, but how come we just don't get rid of the thing that is making us feel bad so easily? And it has a lot to do with the way we've internalized these systems and the meanings we place behind it. Like you have to change that framework. Yes. No, I 100 percent agree. Also, TikTok. For anyone who's ever scrolled to TikTok long enough, like when they tell you it's time to take a break, I'd be so embarrassed. Like, all right, TikTok, like I'll get off. Thank you. But I definitely happens to me. <laughs> but I do want to say, Sasha, because I know you've mentioned stress a lot, and stress does lead to burnout. But I do want to differentiate the signs of stress versus burnout because stress is its own beast, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and it's can lead to burnout or can add to burnout, but it's also separate from burnout, right? When you feel stressed because you have this need to complete whatever it is that you're doing, you over-engage in that particular activity, right? Whereas when when you're burnt out, you start to disengage because it just feels very worthless, like whatever, right? Because stress, I think for the most part, with stress, there, there feels like there's like some sort of end, right? Like if I do this, then I'll be over with it and it will end and the stress will go away, right? With burnout, you don't necessarily have that because you have to continue to engage or you feel the need to continue to engage in whatever it is you're doing. And it's almost like there's no end to yeah. it, right? Um, so you can become, when you're stressed, more overreactive, like quick to to kind of like, oh, like this emotion, that emotion, do something. Whereas um, when you're feeling burnt out, burned out, your emotions are a little bit more blunted and you kind of like are apathetic. There's like a sense Mm. of apathy of not wanting to engage. Um, There's a sense of like urgency, hyperactivity, like I said, overreactiveness with stress. And when you're burned out, you feel maybe a little helpless, a little hopeless. Um, You lose motivation. If you're stressed, you lose more energy because you're extending so much energy. And with burnout, you lose energy too, but it's from motivation. Like you just don't want to give more um, of yourself. I do want to talk a little bit about the loss of energy versus the loss of motivation, ideals, and like hope, right? Because I feel like I, I, I don't know about other people, but for me, that is such a, like a blurred line, you know, because mm-hmm. when I lose energy... I get down on myself. I feel like there's these expectations I set on myself because of the way that I've interacted with the world. But I I feel like, okay, I have to do more, right? Um, once and and I and I recognize that I have no energy, but it, it almost feels like I can push past it. So like I'm kind of like overworking myself to your point, right? It's the over-engagement piece. Um, but when I lose motivation, ideals, and hope, it feels like there is no purpose period and like nothing gives me it's mo- it's not just motivation but it feels like I'm detached from my emotions it feels like I'm detached from my existence as a human being um and it's a it feels like this abyss right um and you just it's it's not that you're just working in the dark because I can function that way um I don't mind working in the dark I'm afraid it brings up other things but the motivation piece it just feels like what the fuck am I doing here? And I think that that's the clear distinction specifically from stress and burnout because 
yes, you can be highly stressed and it's annoying as fuck and it does feel similar to burnout. But once you hit burnout, it's like, yeah, I want to do this, but what's the point? So that I, for me, that's like the, the, the distinction. Yeah, I think for me, with the loss of energy, with stress, it's like I have, even if it's a limited capacity of energy, like I'm giving this energy towards whatever it is that is causing me stress. Again, with the goal in mind of this will soon end and I will replenish. Whereas with burnout, I feel like you're running on E, right? Like you're just running on empty because the motivation is not there. Like if you were feeling motivated, you would have the energy to continue. And then, yeah, stress can cause a lot of like anxiety, whereas burnout, like Sasha said, can lead to just feeling detached, feeling a little bit more depressed, right? That sense of hopelessness, like not wanting to get out of bed etc um stress will like the consequences of stress are more of a physical Mm. experience um where burnout is more of an emotional experience right because when you're stressed like i know when i'm stressed like i i know exactly what my body experience is i feel like this tightness in the back of my neck like Um, my, my stomach is turning, like I don't want to eat and stuff like that. Whereas with burnout, it's like, I don't necessarily lose the desire to eat per se. Right. Um, and I maybe still have some physical symptoms, but it just manifests itself very differently. I like the fact that you talked about the physical and emotional differences, because I think it has a lot to do with control over your own self, right? Like when you're stressed, your control and your feeling of having a choice over what you're doing is very present. Um, So, you know, you can push through that stress. You can make a choice. You can say, I'm going to keep going because this is what I want. Um, As opposed to when the damage is done emotionally, you feel lost. It feels like you don't have any idea of who you are. It, It feels, again, that feeling of abyss, right? And it feels like what 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 do I do with this? It's confusion. It's apathy. It's the comparison of like, I wasn't like this before. Does this mean it's, and it's fear too. Cause like I, at least mm-hmm. from my experience, I feel like, is this going to be me forever? Like yes. that is Definitely. scary as fuck because of the fact that stress mainly affects your physical state. It's attacking essentially your body right stress mm-hmm. you think about the stress hormones you think about what that does when it's on on all the time and our bodies aren't meant to be on all the time mm-hmm. so cortisol adrenaline our responses to these things like our immune system is up so our body's working overtime because of all these things we get sick quicker and you do have a chance of dying prematurely yeah absolutely and i think one thing about burnout um once you've experienced it I think it's it, it there it does instill a fear in you because now that I'm not working, I am very afraid of entering into the workforce again and experiencing burnout again. I think at one point I was like I will never stop feeling burnout, which is that hopelessness um feeling, but I think that now I'm like okay, I'm not burned out. It's almost like this like pe- like PTSD almost like I don't want to experience it again um and uh I feel like when you're trying to get out of burnout you have to be very intentional about the way that you move in terms of identifying what parts of your identity like what are your values how do you internalize um the outside world to make sure that you don't find yourself in those 
uh, situations again, but it is still scary, even on the other side. Um, Also, some people's burnout cycles are just that, cycles, and it's very easy to see. Um, And this is not a sub, but it's going to sound like a sub. When someone tells you that you're about to enter a burnout cycle, listen to them. (laughs) Is that for me? Uh, you know what's funny? It, that was for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm like making sure. Um, I don't even feel some kind of way about it because I will say this. I, I think that specifically this new cycle of burnout that I hit, I I did it. I don't think I hit burnout all the way. Like I I had symptoms of it definitely, but I don't think I fell into it one because I know it so well and two. Because I've really been trying to change the meaning that I place on the actions that get me into burnout, right? So one of the things that lead me into burnout is the fact that I, you know, especially at work, I feel like I have no control over my work, right? Like I I feel obligated. And this cycle of burnout specifically, I made it a point to to really hone in on the fact that I I feel like I have purpose, right? Like I enjoy this part, but I don't enjoy these things. Um, and like I, it's weird because stress does play a role with my burnout because of the fact that I have anxiety and when I'm high stress, it's almost like this this autopilot, this auto drive thing that my body is doing, like with my nervous system, it can't be stopped here. So I have to find ways to like relax my body, um, and it's been very, it's been hard, but I I, I think I was a little more removed from the actual. Like, you know, when you're just like immersed in burnout as opposed to the 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 recognition, like I'm here. What can I do with this? This is hard. Like just because I choose not to have meaning over it doesn't mean that my mind's going to get used to it. But it has been a very um, specific and intentional process of what I I place meaning on. And it's been very, very helpful. And now that things kind of slow down, I'm feeling a little more. Like, I feel like I bounce back differently. And I like, so to your point, you have to be intentional, right? Like, so that these things don't happen again. I think also part of that is, I think we're in a culture and a society that's very much built on addressing symptoms, even like in our healthcare system. We're very much about addressing symptoms instead of like treating the root cause. And I think that that's, something whatever it is that you're looking at what is the root cause stop treating symptoms and expecting to get better absolutely and i think that the longer we engage in this process of trying to treat our symptoms the the more cases of burnout you're going to see the more apathy the more disengagement the more time spent on social media trying to avoid right like these avoidant behaviors are going to increase therefore causing us to to really kind of get into a place where we just don't care and I feel like we're seeing that now right like so many things are happening in our world it's one after the other after the other and it's all in our face and like what can you do you feel like you have no control over it and then you just at a point where it's like well how do I survive I'm going to disengage I'm going to go do something mindless I'm going to do this because this gives me refuge but we mistaken that with actual internal peace, right? Like the refuge of like not being attacked versus maybe you are attacked, but it's okay. I got my shield. 
is something mm-hmm. that is very, very difficult to to get to, especially at this point in time. And because uh, if I ha- we always remind you, COVID's not over. <laughs> the lockdown mm-hmm. is over, but COVID isn't over. And I was having this conversation with a friend the other, like not too long ago. And it's just like, I never imagined that my adulthood would be so filled with stress from our from my external world. I never imagined the world like this. You know, who thought they would live through a global pandemic? And that has to do with the way we were conditioned to believe that if you live and do your work and are a good person, then you're going to get your rewards, right? And like, that's not reality. Um, and I think that COVID specifically has shown me that the bad is always there with the good. And like, I'm trying to live with both of them at the same time. But I think that COVID has become a trigger or just like a point for people who maybe were stressed. It, it kind of elevates their stress now. Um, it makes it, it it sets us off in like a, an even lesser playing advantage. Right. So maybe we were here and now we're here because of COVID as a collective. So now whatever stresses you got, it's going to like bring you down more. Does that make sense? It's going to overwhelm you mm-hmm. in a different way. Right. Because there's a much bigger thing happening beyond our day-to-day exactly well i hope that this episode was able to help you all understand burnout understand what leads to burnout how to identify it but i think the message that we both hope that you get is that it's not necessarily like a personal thing um Mm. it's easy to internalize any of the feelings of worthlessness depression self-doubt low self-esteem that come from being burnt out, that come from feeling hopeless, losing motivation. There is hope on the other side. Yeah, I, I do want to say something that there is hope on the other side. And I think, A, it starts with actually talking about it because to Crystal's point, this is not a you thing, right? Mm-mm. This is this is a, a human experience. Mm-hmm. And B, I think that once you start, like I said, shifting framework, being a little more intentional um, recognizing that this work is valuable. First, you have to assign that to your own self. Like, I can't, I can't, Crystal can't, like, we can't make that for you, right? And I feel like a lot of us are in this mindset of, like, escapism sometimes because, like like Crystal said, you said something along the lines of, like, it's just easier to diagnose this part, right? Like, the symptom. Um, but when you start looking at the main thing that's getting you down, um, I think that that's when real change is possible because then you start shifting your perspective. You start feeling a little more in control of the things that you felt had no meaning before or were too or were controlling you too much, right? So I think that when we say there's hope, we really genuinely mean it. And not just because it's the nice thing to say, but because I think we've mm-hmm. both experienced it. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Very well said, as always. Thank you. <laughs> So definitely make sure to check us out on Instagram and TikTok, or maybe not TikTok. Uh, I never told us that. I mean, if you're going to be there, follow us, okay? You're going to be there anyway. Uh, or you can send us email. Or you can send us an email at nevertoldthispod at gmail.com. Yes, and don't forget to keep coming back so we can tell you what they never told us.